Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Genghis Khan wiped out 10% of the world's population. 
Wow. Yes, George W. Bush is a bad man, but even he isn't that bad. Now, if Dick Cheney were actually president, kidding, sort of, perhaps the significance of Bush being on the list isn't as much about the number of people who died during the unjust wars or even about the fact that he's a modern historical figure. Perhaps what's most important about him is that he's despised the, despised the world over. Yeah, I think that's that's important. He's, uh, I mean, Genghis Khan was not put on the uh, uh, world's uh, uh, war criminal list. Yes. <laughs> Using a technique known as latent profile analysis, the scientists have identified four profiles among the among the participants. Religious idealists and secular idealists had strongly negative views toward Osama, Saddam, and Hitler. Religious idealists and political realists thought positively of religious leaders such as Buddha and Jesus. I must be um, an idealist. Religious idealist. Historical indifference didn't have a strong feeling for, for anyone apart from George W. Bush, whom they disliked. The only figure that all four groups disliked was Bush. That's country. amazing, isn't he it? He was disliked by he everybody. He was the most hated. I, wow. I can fully understand that. I, I really can, because I, I hated Bush above all other people in the world. I think of him as pathetic. He's sick. He's a sick, He's sick, a disgusting guy. person. Bernie Sanders exposes 18 CEOs who took trillions of dollars in bailouts and evaded taxes and outsourced jobs. Let's look at that. Yeah. I think we as union people should look Absolutely. at that. Absolutely. I think this is very important. I mean, we don't know that there were all these there were 18 CEOs that took trillions of dollars from us. And you forget. I mean, who, who the hell took these and evaded taxes and outsourced jobs? Senator Bernie Sanders fired back at, at 80, CEOs, 80 CEOs who wrote a letter lecturing America about deficit reduction by releasing a report detailing how 18 of these CEOs have wrecked the economy by evading taxes and outsourcing jobs. 80 CEOs raised the ire of Senator Sanders by publishing a letter in the Wall Street Journal urging America to act on the deficit and reform Medicare and Medicaid. Senator Sanders responded to the lecture from America's CEOs by releasing a report that detailed how 18 of them have helped blow up the deficit and wreck the economy by outsourcing jobs and evading U.S. taxes. There really is no shame. The Wall, this is Bernie Sanders. The Wall Street leaders whose recklessness and illegal behavior caused this terrible recession are now lecturing the American people on the need for courage to deal with the nation's finances and deficit crisis. Before telling us why we should cut Social Security, Medicare, and other vitally important programs, these CEOs might want to take a hard look at their responsibility for causing the deficit in this terrible recession. They should be put in jail. Oh, I think so. I mean, that did, to lecture them does no good. But he it, says our Wall Street friends might also want to show some courage of their own by suggesting that the wealthiest people in this country, like them, start paying their fair share of taxes. They might work to end the outrageous corporate loopholes, tax havens, and outsourcing provisions that their lobbyists have littered throughout the tax code, contributing greatly to our deficit. 
many of the CEOs who signed the deficit reduction letter run corporations that evaded at least $34.5 billion in taxes by setting up more than 600 subsidiaries in the Cayman Islands and other offshore tax havens since 2008. As a result, at least a dozen of the companies avoided paying any federal income taxes in recent years and even received more than $6.4 billion in tax refunds from the IRS since 2008. Several of the companies received a total tax of payer bailout of more than $2.5 trillion from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department. Many of the companies have also outsourced hundreds of thousands of American jobs to China and other low-wage countries, forcing their workers to receive unemployment insurance and other federal benefits. In other words, these are some of the same people who have significantly caused a deficit to explode over the last four years. And here are the 18 CEOs Sanders labeled top destroyers in this report. Number one, Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan. Amount of federal income tax paid in 2010, zero. Tax refund, $1.9 billion. Tax payable bailout from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department, over $1.3 trillion. Amount of federal income taxes Bank of America would have owned, owed if offshore tax havens were eliminated, $2.6 billion. Goldman Sachs, CEO Oh, Lloyd Blankfein. Amount of federal taxes paid in 2008, zero. $278 million tax refund. Taxpayer bailout from the Federal Reserve and Bank and Treasury Department, $824 billion. Amount of federal income taxes Goldman Sachs would have owed if offshore tax havens were eliminated, $2.7 billion. That's hardly even a drop, a drop in the bucket compared to what they get. Yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO James Diamond, tax state bailout from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department, $416 billion. Amount of federal income taxes J.P. Morgan Chase would have owed if offshore tax havens were eliminated, $4.9 billion. General Electric CEO Jeffrey Im- Immelt, amount of federal tax uh, paid in 2010, zero. $3.3 billion tax refund. Tax, taxpayer bailout from the Federal Reserve, $16 billion. Jobs shipped overseas at least 25000 since 2001. Verizon CEO Lowell McAdam. Amount of federal income taxes paid in 2010, zero. A $705 million tax refund. American jobs cut in 2010, in 2010, Verizon announced 13,000 job cuts, the third highest corporate layoff total that year. Boeing CEO James McNearney. Junior. Junior. Uh, amount of federal income tax paid in 2010, none. $124 million tax refund. American jobs shipped overseas over 57,000. Amount of corporate welfare at least $58 billion. Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer. Amount of federal income taxes Microsoft would have owed if offshore tax havens were eliminated, $19.4 billion. My God. Honeywell International CEO David Cody. Uh, amount of 
Federal income taxes paid from 208 to 210, zero. $34 million tax refund. Corning CEO Wendell Weeks. Amount of federal income taxes paid from 2008 to 2010, zero. A $4 million tax refund. Time Warner CEO uh, Glenn Britt. Amount of federal tax paid in 2008, zero. $74 million tax refund. Merck CEO Kenneth Fraser. Amount of federal income taxes paid in 2009, zero. A $55 million tax refund. Deer and Company CEO Samuel Adams. No, Allen. Allen, rather. Amount of federal income tax in 2009, zero. $1 million tax refund. Marsh and McClellan Company CEO Brian Duperall. Amount of federal income taxes paid in 2010, zero. A $90 million refund. Qualcomm CEO PE. Uh, Paul Jacobs, amount of federal income tax Qualcomm would have owed if offshore havens were eliminated, $4.7 billion. Teneco CEO Greg Sherrill, amount of federal income taxes Teneco would have owed if offshore tax havens were eliminated, $269 million. 16. Express Scripts CEO George Paz, amount of federal income tax Express Scripts would have owed if offshore tax were eliminated, $20 million. Cesar's Entertainment CEO Gary Loveman. Amount of federal income taxes Cesar's Entertainment would have owed if offshore tax havens were eliminated, $9 million. 18. R.R. Donnelly and Sons CEO Thomas Quinlan III. Amount of federal income tax paid in 2008, zero. $59 million tax refund. 18 of the 80 CEOs who signed the, the call for deficit action are actually some of the biggest outsourcers and tax cheats in America. First, they cashed the, eco- cashed the economy in 2008. They followed that up by taking billions of taxpayer bailout dollars. Their next step was to outsource jobs and evade taxes. Now they are calling for action on a deficit that they helped create over the past four years. Bernie Sanders is exposing the hypocrisy of these CEOs, and every American should understand that if Mitt Romney is elected president, these pigs see potential for unlimited feeding from the taxpayer trough. Only by standing together can we tell these CEOs that the bill has come due and it's time for them to pay. We can tell these gluttons of our dollars that all-you-can-eat taxpayer buffet is now closed. He must uh, have written this a while ago. I'm going to have to see when this was actually written. Okay, it says May. Okay. I think it must be a reprint of something that he wrote earlier, yeah. or maybe he's resubmitted it, but this is what he said. And if he wrote it during... Uh, well, Mitt Romney is... Published the, in 20... Where? Yeah, but we haven't even reached 20. Sanders 216. Uh, uh, it's, it's his, it's his blog. Yeah. Uh, but but what it, what it is is very true. Yeah, it, you know, if if anything like this is happening, you can go to this by going to PDA Fund. And that's Pe- Progressive Democrats of America. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Boy. Declassified documents. Hillary aided rise of ISIS. Mm-hmm. that. Should we read that? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, if people could, should know that. If people are thinking of supporting Hillary for president or anything, or anything, 
and they should know what she's about. You know, they should understand what a corrupt person she really is. is. More than 100 pages of previously classified Department of Defense and Department of State documents implicate the Obama administration in a cover-up to obscure the role Hillary Clinton and State Department's played in the rise of ISIS. Mm. The documents were obtained in Freedom of Information Act lawsuit filed by the Washington Watchdog Judicial Watch. They confirm that WND reporting over the past three years of evidence that U.S. Ambassador Christopher Stevens was involved in shipping weapons from Benghazi to support the al-Qaeda-affiliated militias fighting the Bashar al-Assad regime in Syria, effectively arming the Saudi jihadists who morphed into ISIS. Mm -hmm. The documents further confirm the WND reports reporting that the goal of the terrorists behind the Benghazi attack that killed Stevens was a force that the release of Omar Abdul Rahman the blind sheik in U.S. prison serving a life sentence for his involvement in the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center and to avenge the death of a prominent Libyan al-Qaeda leader killed by a U.S. drone strike in Pakistan. These documents are jaw-dropping, said Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. No wonder we had to file more freedom of information action lawsuits than we waited over two years for them. Hilton referenced a particular Defense Department document from the Defense Intelligence Agency dated September 12, 2012. It documents that the attack on the Maghazi compound had been carefully planned by al-Qaeda and the Muslim Brotherhood-linked brigades of the captive Omar Abdul Rahman Bokar, which uh, aimed to kill as many Americans as possible. The document dated that day after the Benghazi attacks was sent to then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, then Secretary Defense Secretary Leon Panetta, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Obama White House National Security Council. Uh, the free, uh, let's see. If, if, America, oh, go ahead. if the American people had known the truth, that Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and other top administration officials knew that the Benghazi attack was an al-Qaeda terrorist attack, from a get-go, and yet lied and covered up this fact, Mitt Romney might very well be president. Yeah, because, you know, right. uh, Obama would have lost. These documents also point to connection between the collapse of Libya and the ISIS war and confirm that the U.S. knew remarkable details about the transfer of arms from Benghazi to Syrian jihadists. He said that the documents show the Benghazi cover-up has continued for years and is only unraveling our independent lawsuits. Mm. The Benghazi scandal has got to a whole lot worse for Obama and Hillary. And uh, heavily redacted Defense Department information report <coughs> provides additional inform- evidence for the for the WND article, uh, January 27, reporting that James Ace Lane, a former four-star admiral who served in the Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, founding member of the Citizens Commission on Benghazi, proposed that the war was an Obama administration orchestrated kidnapped attempt that went terribly wrong. This article is kind of lengthy and it goes on and on, but I suggest that if you're interested to please go to it. Obama, uh, it it says... uh, We'll not finish the second term. Hillary declassified documents. Hillary uh, aided rise of ISIS. And she's as dirty as dirt can be, man. You know, and people are still supporting her. 
Let me be clear, Obama says. We are going to war against the same group we funded, armed, and we're going to fight alongside last year while continuing to support them with our tax dollars. That's ISIS. Yeah. Under the Trans-Pacific Partnership, Monsanto would be a plaintiff, judge, and jury. The provision of the TPP called Investor State Dispute Settlement it's like a court, would allow Monsanto to sue any nation bound by the TPP contract for potential lost profits as a result of GMO or pesticide regulations. Have GMO labeling or cultivation bans? Get ready to go to court, Monsanto's court, that is. With ISDS, Monsanto can take its case before an international corporate court where corporate lawyers are the judges and the rulings can't be challenged in the Nation defending court. nation's courts. Oh, what a mess. Goodbye, national sovereignty. That's exactly right. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon may help Republicans pass fast track for the TPP. Call Wyden and tell him to reject fast track 202-224-5244. Get on that, folks. Just call. It says, you know, they're showing this controversy over the upside-down flag on the T-shirt. It says, if you're upset about this, and then they show, if you're more upset about this than this, which is the National Security Agency, it's probably time you bought a dictionary and read what the word freedom actually means. Mm. That's true. So true. Isn't this interesting? Cannabis can prevent diabetes. Now, a free people ought not only be armed and disciplined, but they should be sufficient, ar- sufficient, have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own government. And that's from George Washington. Boy, he was I support that. Yeah. Oh, well. So, I don't know what else to tell you folks, but it's a hell of a world. Oh, you love Hillary. I love Hillary. Hillary, Hillary. Oh, my God, we love you. And Hillary, State Department reportedly authorized weapons deals for countries that donated to her foundation. How interesting. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Well, you know, as much as I respect uh, Elizabeth Warren for her beliefs in some things, uh, I don't understand. She is mad as hell and wants to be, and, and you should be too. But she backed away from running for president because Hillary demanded it. Not interesting. She can stand on her soapbox all she wants. I don't. I don't think I even want to see her anymore because she's a sellout. Believe me. That seems to be the Massachusetts way. Yeah. You know. Well, isn't that what Kerry did? Yeah, he sold out. You know, he's a sellout. And he sold out again. And again and again and again. So I don't, I don't want to read any more about it. As, as much as she's interesting, I don't want to read her. And Edward Snowden, okay, he says, If I am a traitor, who did I betray? I gave all my information to the American public, to the American journalists who are reporting on American issues. If they see that as treason... They need to consider who they are thinking, 
who they think they're working for. And the public is supposed to be their boss, not their enemy. What do you think of that? I think I agree. I do. Uh, there's so much fun on. Uh, so much fun on. I don't know. I'm getting hoarse, Lila. Um, APAC, this is what treason looks like. Yes. Who shared that? Um, I don't know. It's our policy to stay clear of entangling alliances with a, a portion of a foreign world. Foundation, 
That's right. You know, the Clinton Foundation. What do they have to do with the soccer thing? They must be involved in that, too. Of course they are, yeah, because they, they were involved. Uh, we will not pay billions of dollars. And, you know, Baltimore wants to charge American taxpayers for $20 million in riot damage. Well, you know what? Okay. Uh, we, But uh, why not pay billions of dollars for Israeli riots and the genocide of Palestine, huh? We yeah. still do that. Mm-hmm. But we can't pay for the riots in Baltimore. I think our whole culture is responsible for what happened in Baltimore. I do, too. I don't think it's just Baltimore. I think it's a culture of racial racial and discrimination against the poor. Exactly. By people. By police and by. by It's black policemen. It's it's discrimination against the poor. You think you'd be treated any better if you're white? Not by much. No. Not by much if you're poor. Here's a cool uh, cartoon that says, you got an opinion poll that says, "Why should we do with people who rely? What should we do with people who rely on government handouts but are too lazy to work?" And a woman at the door says, "Kick them out of Congress." All right, I, I like her style. I do too. Oh, it's important to understand CEOs are not job creators, nor are the rich, nor are corporations. The the job creators are the middle class and the poor whose purchases are the reason businesses create jobs. If the middle class and poor aren't paid enough, job creation slows, which is why a higher minimum wage creates jobs. And Robert Reich, former Secretary of the Labor. That's exactly right, stating the obvious. I don't even want to talk about this guy. Oh, he's crazy. Rick Rick Santorum is running for president. Can you believe that? There's something really, really frightening. What do you think it is? Well, I don't know. Girl Scouts now allow cross-dressing boys to join. Okay. What? Yeah. True. It's kind of serious. I don't know if this has anything to do with unions, but, you know, it's it's, it's part of the trend of the world happening. I, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I don't know what to think. Isn't that frightening? I don't know. Bit. I don't even want to read it. You sure? No. Okay. Go on from Because <laughs> I don't know if it's... Well, they're allowing the transgender stuff. I, I don't want to know about that. I don't think anybody wants to know about that. Okay. They're allowing transgenders into into the Girl Scouts. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, here. This is one wonderful bastard. Indiana GOP candidate. No one has the guts to let the poor people wither and die. But he does. Oh, yeah. What do you think of that, huh? And as far as that... Uh, Transgender and cross-dressing. Um, I mean, I'm, I I yeah. feel very very badly for children who have those issues and adults who have those issues. But, They're very very difficult. But to do it, join I, 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 I cross-dressing. I, I don't know. I, that's, that's a little hard to understand. I don't know. I, I guess I would have to. I don't know. Or gay scout leaders, you know, too. Is kind well, of, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's a changed world, that's for sure, and sometimes it takes a while to get used to it because prejudice against people yeah, like that has been so accepted. Well, so, a Northwest Indiana Republican has backtracked on outrageous comments he made on Facebook about poor people. John Johnson is challenging Democratic State Representative Chuck Mosley for 10th District seat. Has 
said during a social media discussion on poverty that no one has the guts to let them wither and die. The Valparaiso resident told the the Post-Tribune on Tuesday that his comments were simply hyperbole, and he told the paper no thoughtful society would allow people to go hungry. He says, I was not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, I just thought I just saw the opportunity to say something. I think a lot of poor have no way out. There's no motivation to improve your position. Uh, it's like uh, training a child. Either you enable them or force them out at some point. The candidate made the comment and discussion thread. Uh, but uh, the interesting thing was is that, you know, these people say crazy-ass things until they're put to the task, you know, and so Republicans, they're pushed. Yeah, and the Republicans do the same thing, like legitimate rape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, See if know, that flies. Yeah, stuff like that, you know? And and it's like, you know, it, it, it's just the hypocrisy of these of these people is just beyond any freaking thing. Huh. Well, okay. Obama gives $1.9 billion in weapons as welcome gift to Israeli's racist government. Isn't that interesting, huh? Yeah. Electronic Intifada. Well, we're Palestinian biased, but the Obama administration approved a $1.9 billion arms sale to Israel as in recent days as compensation for the U.S. nuclear deal with Iran, where the Israeli regime staunchly opposes. Huh. Among the tens of thousands of bombs included in the weapon package are 3,000 Hellfire missiles, 12,000 general uh, purpose bombs and 75, 750 bunker buster bombs that can penetrate up to 20 feet or 6 meters. Now, this is all going against Gaza. Yeah. This, this generous gift uh, comes in the wake of Israel's most ferocious attack on the Gaza Strip to date, in which the Israeli army deliberately targeted civilians, including children, as a matter of policy. The degree of firepower Israel leased on Gaza was so extreme that senior U.S. military officials who participated in the illegal invasion in criminal discussion of Iraq were left stunned. Even the Pentagon and State Department were forced to acknowledge that Israel did not do enough to avoid civilian deaths. But this didn't prevent the Obama administration from rushing to provide Israel with the means to carry out more atrocities. Sadistically named the Sadamanizer, bunker busters, bomb was originally developed by the U.S. military during the first Gulf War to penetrate Iraqi command centers uh, and buried deep underground. In recent years, these earth-shattering explosives have uh, been repeatedly deployed against besieged and largely defenseless Palestinians trapped in the Gaza Strip. And Israeli Israel pounded Gaza with U.S.-supplied bunker-buster bombs during Operation Cast Lead, the three-week assault in the winter of 2008 to 2009 that killed 1,400 Palestinians, including nearly 400 children. The Obama administration replenished the stockpile after yet another Israeli attack on Gaza in 2012 with a $647 million arms package that included thousands of bunker-buster bombs. I mean, we are authorizing genocide, folks. I mean, if you can do this, and yes, I, you know, we, yeah. I mean, and, and guys, I don't know what your stand is as union people or whatever, but good lord, if you authorize genocide, then you are not worthy of any kind of consideration as a human being, all right? And I'm sorry if you 
support Israel in this genocide, if you support our government uh, uh, in this civili- genocide. This is of civilians and ch- children. Yeah, I mean, then you are one sick son of a bitch, and you should not even be be allowed to vote, all right? You you, you have no, no moral or ethical... Uh, Soul, you're you're a demon, okay? If you can authorize this kind of violence against another person uh, in a group, and this is exactly what we're doing. Israel used those bunker buster munitions to pummel Gaza's high-rise towers and wipe out entire families as they sheltered in their homes during Operation Protective Edge. In 2014, an Israeli assault that ultimately killed more than 2,200 Palestinians, most of them civilians, including over 500 children. If the past, if the past is any indication, Obama's weapons package will enable Israel to intensify its unspeakable atrocities against civilians in Gaza and possibly Lebanon. If Israel's saber rattling about Hezbollah, Hezbollah is to be believed. Ask whether the Pentagon is concerned that its weapons might be used to harm innocent people. A spokesperson, Roger Cabinus II, offered the following vague statement. As with any security cooperation activity, the U.S. assesses requests from its partners on a case-by-case basis. Taking into account political, military, economic, arms control, and human rights conditions and making decisions on the... Oh, boy. I don't think you can continue this uh, crap speech. I can't even read that. People like that should be dead. They they should be genocided. If anybody should be genocided, it's, it's, it's government spokesmen, Israeli spokesmen, you know, Obama spokesman, you know, it's just horrible. Ever since Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu accepted an invitation by the Republican opposition to trash Obama's diplomatic movering on Iran in a speech to Congress, analysts have warned of a growing rift in the U.S.-Israel relations, insisting that the so-called special relationship has reached its lowest point in recent memory. Relations apparently deteriorated following Netanyahu's election day campaigning when in a last-ditch appeal to the worst inclinations of his right-wing base, he summoned the spirit of George Wallace, warning, Arab voters are coming out in droves to the polls. Left-wing organizations are bussing them out. In an interview with former Israeli prison guard Jeffrey Goldberg, Obama insultingly equated the creation of a Jewish settler state in historic Palestine with the African-American civil rights movement, while at the same time emphasizing the importance of preserving Israel's Jewish majority. He went on to criticize Netanyahu's anti-Arab electioneering, claiming to have acted enacted foreign policy consequences against Israel as a result. Nevertheless, the pundits hand ringing over cracks in the special relationship has been largely unfounded. And you know, the odd thing is, is Obama went on to, to give a skullcap speech that I posted on my website, and you can see it at lasteelshow.org. This skullcap, he wore a skullcap, right? And spoke to a bunch of Jews... Uh, Jewish uh, 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 American something or other, all right, uh, you know, over Memorial Day, right, During the, around the Memorial Day weekend, uh, pledging his support to Israel and how wonderful and how, how, how 
how wonderful they are and, and whatnot, all while he was wearing a Jewish skull cap. Meanwhile, Netanyahu has assembled the most uh, racist government in Israel's history with unabashed genocide enthusiasts occupying the most senior-level positions. Israel's new education minister is Nefali Bennett, leader of the religious ultra-nationalist Habiyat Hayahudi Jewish Home Party, who famously bragged, I've killed lots of Arabs in my life, but there's no problem with that, in response to international outrage at the Israeli massacre of four children playing soccer on the beach in Gaza last summer. Bennett accused Palestine resistance fighters of conducting mass self-genocide to make Israel look bad. Israel's new justice minister, Ayelet Sheked, the lawmaker who last June endorsed a call to genocide, which declared the entire Palestinian people is the enemy and demanded the slaughter of Palestinian mothers to prevent them from birthing little snakes. Israel's new cultural minister is Mary Regev, who in 2012 helped incite a violent anti-African riot when she stood before a racist mob and labeled non-Jewish African asylum seekers a cancer, a statement that 52% of Israeli Jews agreed with. Regev later apologized not to Africans but to cancer survivors for liking them to black people. Israel's new deputy defense minister is Eli Ben-Dahan, who proudly proclaimed Palestinians are beasts, they are not human, and a Jew always has a much higher soul than a Gentile, even if he is a homosexual. Amazing. Kind of insane, insane assholes that live in this country. It's hate speech. Citing a combination of religious texting and the writings of far right-wing Israeli figures, Israel's new deputy foreign minister, Zippy uh, Hatovli, asserted Jewish ownership over all of historic Palestine, declaring, this land is ours. All of it is ours. We did not come here to apologize for that. And earlier this month, Moshe Yalom, who will continue to serve as Israeli's defense minister in Netanyahu's new governing coalition, threatened to nuke Iran and and promised to kill civilians, including children, if any future conflict with Lebanon or Gaza. Unlike Obama's hollow threats, this is not empty rhetoric. We saw this incitement play out last summer from the burning of Mohammed Abu Kabar Kudar uh, by Jewish extremists and death to Arabs mobs hunting Palestinians in the streets of Jerusalem to the sadistic conduct and eliminationist chauvinism exhibited by Israeli's military in Gaza. With Israel, with Israeli Jewish society submerged in anti-Palestinian racism from the top down, the Obama administration has guaranteed Israel's capacity to carry out its most destructive ambitions. And folks, this is what we're dealing with. This is where your tax dollars are going. This is what well, we're supporting. This is what we're supporting. And right that's now, that's just 1.9 billion dollars is a gift. Okay, this year. $1.9 billion, and they want to cut food stamps. They want to cut welfare. They want to cut uh, 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 unemployment benefits to people in the United States. Social Security. You know, they can have Social Security. They can't wait to destroy that program. The next These time you get are, in a car and you drive down the road and you see the potholes, 
Just think of where your money's going. Just think that, that all of those billions of dollars could, that are going to Israel to kill Palestinians could be going to fixing your roads, fixing your, your, your bridges, fixing your, your country, giving jobs to American people. Between you know, between I that say, yeah. and between that and all the money that yeah. corporations are getting, absolutely, damn Israel and damn the corporations, you know, in this country, damn them to hell, all right. And you know we have to change this stuff. We have to. Now I don't care if all of you people love Bernie Sanders. He's such a pro, such a wonderful guy. Well, Bernie Sanders throughout his entire career in the Senate, well, he's a said that he was loyal, as crazy loyal to, to, to Israel as that ever could be. Well, he, he better take know, a look at that. Yeah, and he does not care about the Palestinian issue. He only he said that anybody, he quote, and I quote this, he said this a couple years ago in Congress, that anybody who does not support Israel is a terrorist. Huh? Right? That's what he said, Okay. And he is Maybe a, he better read you know, that. I will never, I don't care if he's the last man standing, I would sooner vote for nobody. Or I would sooner vote for Jeb Bush. No. Okay, than no, vote he, for well, he's a Zionist. Jeb Bush is a Zionist, but Bernie Sanders is a devout Zionist. All right? And, 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 and you know, and I would, I would sooner vote for, for, for uh, uh, anybody else but him. I can't support anybody the, else the killing him. of people. But he can. So how can this wonderful, wonderful humanist, socialist, socialist, Democrat, you know, support Palestinian genocide? How can he support that? And if he can support Palestinian genocide, he must be able to support all kinds of Arab genocide everywhere, you know. And I don't believe a damn word that he says, okay, not a word. So, you know, so much for Bernie Sanders, you know, so much for Bernie Oh, how about that? Go back there. Elementary school excludes poor kids from end-of-the-year carnival. Yeah, this is this is so kind of scary, strange. It's from scarymom.com. Kind of an interesting... Scary Mommy. Yeah. Last week, PS120 in Queens, New York, more than 100 children were forced to sit in a dark auditorium within earshot of the screens of glee of their fellow classmates who were enjoying an end-of-the-year carnival outside. It was during school hours. The price of admission was $10, and kids whose parents who couldn't afford it didn't get to attend. Close to 900 kids went to the Queen's Schoolyard Affair with pre-K to fifth grade classes taking turns, each spending 45 minutes outside. The kids enjoyed inflatable slides, a bouncing room, and a twirly teacup ride. They devoured popcorn and flavored ices and DJ-blasted party tunes. Not the poor ones, though. They were shuttled into a dark auditorium to watch old Disney movies. It's breaking my heart that there are kids inside, one teacher told the Post. They, she spoke of a seven-year-old who was crying hysterically because she was the only one in her class who couldn't go. One of the children in the auditorium asked if they were being punished um, for something. The six- and seven-year-olds simply didn't understand why they couldn't attend. The admission fee excluded the poor students in the school most from Chinese immigrant families. The principal posted a tally in each classroom of who had paid and who hadn't and refused to bend admission rules because it wouldn't be fair to those who paid. Well, teachers were also given a bag of stuffed animals to give to the kids whose families had paid for admission tickets, uh, again, excluding the kids whose families couldn't afford it. 
One teacher actually withheld the gift until she could buy more of the students who were excluded. <laughs> until she, uh, one teacher actually withheld the gifts until she could buy more for the students who were excluded. She, school, bought, yeah, she, she bought. She, she, she personally, out of her own money, bought yeah, gifts bought for those kids. The school made a $3,000 profit on the event. So they clearly would not have cost, lost money had they let the kids who didn't pay attend, uh, attend. And really, what would the cost of the school have been if they attended? Popcorn is dirt cheap. The end-of-the-year party it meant to reward students. There's nothing wrong with also raising money for the school, but not at the expense of the feelings of small children. This would be a totally different story had the event taken place on a weekend, but during school hours. Any principal who is not only comfortable excluding young kids but insists on it is not the right line of work. Oh, I agree with that. That's a horrible thing to Isn't do. That's not a horrible kids. thing to do. That's a horrible, horrible thing to do. I don't somebody. think they should have those things at school. No. I just think that's no, have it on a weekend if you want, but not during I mean, we're school. Talking, we're talking union business. Either everybody goes. Union issues, but... It, it it's more it goes far more to to the heart and soul of people, you know. I had a little kid um, the other school, day. A school council, by the um, way. Little kid the other day, and one of the questions I asked him, you know, was, "If you could change anything, what would you change?" And he said, "I don't think it's fair that so many kids." have so much, and there's a few of us who don't have very much at all. It's just not fair, Miss Wood. It's just not fair, and it hurts. Yeah. And, you know, that's You know, you it, have kids going on trips to Disney with their families, sure. and they talk about it, and then you have kids going, I don't know, here, there, and everywhere, and they have this, and this. they have so many material things, yeah. and that's what is important to kids today. And I think we as adults support that, you know, that, that we get, we are as wrapped up in it in two, and so that children can't enjoy the simpler things yeah, in life at all. Yeah, and they're isolated, like, like this. And then they're left are, isolated because, because they, can't they can't afford, afford a $10 and, ticket. And how no. bad that makes them feel. It's sure. terrible. And what you're doing is you're creating a, 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 a split in the society of, of, of people who hate other people. You're, That's you're right. You're a hatred. A building up of resentment. For, for nothing, for the cost of $10, okay? And that's the kind of prejudice that exists in the school systems today. Well, not, and, don't not, blame Not all the, of them, but in the I school. don't want you blaming the schools. That's not true. Well, what that's, was that one? That, that was a school. Only one, only one school. That was that person. That generally does not happen. But it does happen. It happens everywhere in our society. The haves and the have-nots. It doesn't it, and happen so much in your school because you have a you have a, a large majority of, of of underprivileged people. But in because so you have to create a more uh, a generous uh, or a more a more diplomatic or more socialistic concept. And, and, we would and, never do anything. No, like you would that. never, because you never. have a soul. But you know, there are other people, like in other areas in this region, okay, who would do that. I don't okay? know. Well, you wonder. But, you got to wonder. There's a lot of them that would. But let me right? tell you that, a lot of them um, that do. I don't. That teachers I know pay out of their pockets for a lot of things. Those are kids. not all of them, and those are some of them. Uh, you know, there's you know, a so lot. Do, I yeah, let I me just tell you, you right? that I, I know many who do. Right. Who buy things for kids. 
and who give little prizes in their classroom of things, you know. Well, you do all the time. I mean, well, you, yeah. you do. And uh, and what 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 probably yeah, simple things. What bothered me little what little bothered me so much though was how the cheapness of this Republican Congress. Oh God, they would take away, away from children. That not only would they take away from children, but they take away from the teachers. They would a couple of years ago they they the the, the Congress gave uh, a tax break to to teachers. A two hundred and fifty dollar tax break. Right. For teachers if you bought supplies. Bought supplies and, and different they took things. that away. They took it away. Okay. I think These it's been. I think it's been. Re- it I think it's been reinstated. Did, did it reinstate? I it? think so. But it was such a, such a it, petty. It was such a small. Thing. It was such a small thing, but there were a lot of teachers that bought books. Yes. And all teachers kinds in these, of in these poor communities buy they buy pencils and books and everything for these kids, and you know. And they buy they buy small I, treats. I, it's hard for, for me to understand that this Queens, New York principal in the school would do that. I can't imagine but anybody what, what being so horrible. Can you imagine having to go in and watch an old Disney movie yeah, while yeah. everybody else is having a good time? But but here's here's something that makes me even more sick. Okay. Um, the world's aging population is sending us into a deepening debt crisis. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's right. the old people's fault now. Yeah, if it's right. not the kids' fault, it's, it's the, the old, old people's, people's fault. The kids are, are old people. Of course, they're, you know, kids aren't worth anything because no, they can't vote. No. And old people, people are gonna worth aren't worth anything because they're gonna die and they don't That's buy right. enough. That's right. So you know, City AM is the is this uh, blog. That's just crazy. It says the world's aging population is causing a huge pile of debt to build up. European chief executive Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs, asset management has said, huh. All right, the biggest crooks in the world, Goldman Sachs. Okay, are blaming the old people for. Uh, this encumbering debt. Andrew Wilson, even though they, they spent trillions of dollars on, on derivatives you know, yeah. spending and asset bailouts, <coughs> Andrew Wilson, head of Europe, Middle East, and Africa, EMA for the investor, warned that it would be impossible to pay off national debts under the current system based on the major issue presented by changing demographics. With life expectancy increasing rapidly, we no longer have the young working populations required to sustain a debt-driven economic model in the same way as we've managed to do in the past, he told Telegraph. With too much debt in the system and no way of paying it, Wilson warned that new ways of thinking at a policy level were necessary to stave off... I have a new way of thinking. Take all of Goldman Sachs' assets and spread it around the world. I think you should destroy Goldman Sachs, defund them, grab their billions and billions and trillions of assets... And give it to the old people. And give it to the American uh, government, you know, to give to... uh, The elderly. Social Security, right? Yeah. Bank of America, all these other horrible... That would be a way to solve that problem. Absolutely. I wonder if they'd support that. Yeah, exactly. He highlighted Japan as a prime example of developed countries suffering from the burden of age, with government debt now at 200% of GDP. So what are they supposed to do? Turn yeah, the old kill people? everybody out. Yeah, sure. The Organization of Economic Cooperation has predicted this could rise to as much as 400% by 2040 without swift reforms. So what's really? to be done? According to Wilson, there are hopes of all countries, and it comes down to creative policy making. Okay, the democratic even... shift. Why are you giving him the benefit of reading that garbage? Well, I'm just trying to tell you what kind of asswipes are are actually creating policy and opinions. I know what he's saying. Don't give credence to it by even reading it. I give no credence to it. 
But I'm telling you that this is what's out there, and you have I to know. I realize it's out there. You Reading have to the know. first paragraph was enough. I mean, the guy's a jerk. Yeah, but it's all over the place, and they. The and why people would out. listen to that? And all those, all those guys that Bernie Sanders got, talked about were all coming and trying to cut the social programs and everything else for the for children and, 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 and for the getting, elderly. Exactly, exactly. And this is a kind of nightmare of people that you actually have. They've bought Congress. Now, here's something in the last few minutes we got. Say cheese. Whole Foods cheese is made by prison labor. Can you imagine that? So, I I mean, this whole food company is one sick son of a bitch. Because, you know, not only do they use Monsanto and GMO products, but now we're finding out that their prison labor makes their cheese. (laughs) Whole food shoppers who imagine that their expenses uh, are... Artisanal cheese is made from a quaint rural, quaint. quaint rural farm by happy workers. May be surprised to discover that the cheese is really made by prison inmates. According to Fortune Colorado cheesemakers, Haystack Mountain gets their milk from a goat farm run by Colorado Correction Industries, where 1,000 goats are milked by six inmates twice a day. 1,000 goats are milked by six inmates? My God. Holy cow. This is becoming a commonplace practice. As nationwide, 63,032 inmates produce more than $2 billion worth of products a year. Slave labor. According to Forbes. And now, not just license plates that are being made in prison. Today, inmates produce apple juice, raised uh, raised, uh, tilapia uh, fish, uh, milk cows and goats, grow flowers and manage vineyards. CCI pays over 60 cents per hour, only 60 cents per hour for the inmate labor although some manage to earn a whopping three to $400 a month. Wow, I won't be buying anything from Whole Foods anymore, not the wholesome establishment it claims to be. Yeah, what what a joke this country, this company is. Whole Foods, get rid of them. They're, they're frauds. Whole Food is a fraud, all right? They use prison labor. Get out of here. That's slave labor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This one I love. Hillary Clinton, the Bible is my biggest influence. Can you imagine that? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton announced, oh, yeah, that uh, during a New York Times interview that the Holy Bible is the book that made her who she is today. If you had to name a book, that made you who you are today, what would it be, asked the New York Times in a book review questionnaire. At the risk of appearing predictable, the Bible was, oh, God, hang on a second. The Bible, don't you know? Here's what she said. Hang on a second. I hate this. I hate pop-ups like they don't believe. Okay. Uh, At the risk of being unpredictable, the Bible was the remains of the biggest influence on my thinking, Clinton said. I was raised reading it. Memorizing passages from it and being guided by it. Can you believe that? Okay, I, I just can't believe that. Okay, I still find it a source of wisdom, comfort, and encouragement, she says. And Clinton explains that she was a voracious book reader, naming off multiple writers who made an impact on her. All right. I've got a pile of books stacked on my right on my nightstand that, that I'm reading or hoping to get to soon, she said. I would guess that Alistair Crowley was probably the one that right up there, yeah, the most. Yeah. 
and and it reminds me of what of what they asked George Bush one year uh, during the summer. They said, uh, George, what was your what was your summer reading? He says, Oh, I did a lot. He says, I read a lot of Shakespeare's. You know, he says, uh, Yeah, I read a whole bunch of Shakespeare's this uh, this uh, this summer, and uh, a couple of other things. But uh, you know, it, it's like it's like come on, if she if she was a uh, yeah. I think our most admired characters in the Bible are probably Jezebel and Judas. I agree. I agree with it. That was one of the comments. Hey. And this is from Jew News. <laughs> oh, God, folks. That's sick. Yeah. Youngers attacks Virginia for keeping him off the ballot. Well, what a lot of good sense uh, they had there. A few years back. I don't know what happened here. I guess. You I, should keep him off the ballot. This was actually this was back in 2011. I posted this. I, for some reason, I got 2011 post. I don't know why. Where is that? College students rank George W. Bush more evil than Stalin and Mayo. Mm, that's the attitude. <laughs> right? Get out of my Pretty bad. Uh, uh, I don't know, folks. Maybe. Let's do one more. Six companies that profit from the police state. What do you think? Yeah. Yes. And now we're we're, we're advocating foods, unions. Apparently. We're advocating freedom. We're advocating uh, real politics. But we're we're bringing forward to you. These are the jobs folks. that are coming back to America from real, China. Real folks. Six companies that profit from the police state. All right. Six and powerful institutions. Put the it's a one point five seven seconds. So yeah, here we go. So let's let's do this and we'll end the show. All right. There's a profit incentive to incarcerating people. There are some companies who are showing big profits who will tell you that things have never been better. Global telling takes advantage of people who are so vulnerable. Father's in prison, it costs $17 to call dad for 15 minutes. Horizon makes money off sick prisoners by denying care. It's as simple as that. The Geo Group is able to make amazing profits by not doing their job, by not keeping facilities clean, by going cheap. The bail bondsman industry is taking advantage of people in jail by charging unbelievable amounts of money to get out. Cops seize assets by merely suspecting someone of illegal behavior. And so your car, whatever possessions you have on your person, can be taken away. CCA is moving to make prison corporations longer and harsher and making laws easier to break. America has 2.2 million incarcerated people. It's a statistic that we should be ashamed of. Well, you, can, you can check out this uh, brave new film okay, on YouTube. And, um, six companies that profit from the police state. Uh, prisoner profiteers. Uh, I think you'll be quite surprised. But 
in sake, and it's for the sake of unions and for the sake of free, you know, of, of the middle class and the saving of this country, you know, we bring this stuff to you. And we hope you listen and we hope you share um, the show. And we hope we all can do something and about it. And we hope we try and try and try to, to bring this out to you. Okay, good night, folks. Good night, everybody. And And, uh, uh, I won't talk to you until next week. Have a great weekend. And I will be with you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details